Thank you for listening to this podcast brought to you by Baylife Church Port Stevens. We hope you find this message challenges and inspires you in your daily Christian walk. For more information, visit www.baylifechurch.org.au. Hopefully you got um, the uh, vision booklet on the way in, and uh, if you didn't, please grab one on the way out because there's lots of information in there and lots of work that's gone into that. Those covers turned up on Friday afternoon at five o'clock or something. No, three o'clock it was, I think. And uh, it was a crazy time trying to get ready. I can remember most Vision Sundays, we have some sort of problem, some sort of issues happen. And uh, I remember one year in the hall, I think we turned up and there was no power on that particular morning. And we had a a morning in the dark with the old banger piano and uh, we had to pull it out from the back and and another morning that the alarm system wouldn't turn off and uh, <laughs> you're there at sort of five to, to ten or something you think, what are we going to do until a guy just got up and cut it out, just cut the wires and said, okay, that's done. So, uh, But this morning wasn't quite as, as, as uh, a problem as that, but I think we had a few musos couldn't be here that would, would organise to be here and different things and, and our banners were yesterday because they were supposed to turn up and didn't turn up, so it always makes it interesting, doesn't it? But we battle on, hey? Well, whenever I think of a big vision, there's many guys that I think of when I think of a vision, but particularly one guy that comes to mind is a guy called Walt Disney. Now, there's so many stories, but but I found this one that I thought was quite good. When Disney World at the Epcot Centre was finished in 1982, Walt Disney had already passed away. 16 years earlier and Disney executives asked Walt's wife to cut the ribbon at the opening ceremony and uh, when she was called up on the podium one of the executives asked her I said this Mrs Disney I wish Walt could have been here and uh, she replied this or no sorry I wish Walt could have seen this and she replied he did you see that's what vision is that's what what it's actually seeing clearly now with a great clarity of what could happen, the potential for the future, for the direction. And, and, and vision is really, really important in creating something bigger than ourselves for the future, you know, to really make a difference as a church. You know? and, uh, and, and I believe this. For every good thing that's ever happened, it, all, it just started with someone's vision. Someone, someone got that seed thought, that idea of what to do, how to do it. And uh, vision is so, so critical for the church as well. Um, God will work through any one of us and, and use us, but we've got to have some sort of vision. You know, and the, 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 the scripture, Proverbs 29, without a vision, people perish. And, uh, and I believe a key for any vision, but particularly God vision, is that it's always way bigger than what we can actually pull off. Way bigger, much more than we could possibly do. And... Uh, uh, and we have to rely on God, we have to trust in God, we have to run to God. Uh, we've got to, our reliance has to be on Him in that process. Uh, otherwise, it just can't happen in the natural. Uh, and there's a few thoughts I've got on vision this morning before I actually get into our vision. Um, vision doesn't happen without leaders, you know. And, and each and every one of you I, I consider is a leader. Now, whether you're a leader in your home, your family, uh, your work scenario, school, uni, Whatever it is, you are leading someone. I'm telling you, whether you know it or not, you're actually leading someone. They're, they're, and you should have a vision for your life, because if you're not, if you've got a, if you've got leadership 
on you, that people are looking to you, you're influencing people, you need to understand where you're taking them. There's a responsibility in that. Um, and, and here's the thing I know, vision needs leaders, committed leaders. You know, what are you committed to, basically? What are you committed to? Uh, vision involves the future, obviously. It's looking forward a, a little bit. Processes of creating vision involves more than just a, one person's idea of what to do. You know, it's not just my vision for the church. I'm telling you, I, I've got enough vision for that. You know, I need each one of you as leaders to be raised up in the church to go, you know what, Greg, there's our mission statement, but I reckon this would work really well with this aspect and, and let's consider this and let's develop this ministry and let's start this ministry and let's, let's look at what we can do and let's, let's reach this people group. And, and if it's just me and Robin, it's not going to go very far. Um, vision is about people, releasing people, empowering people, raising people up. Um, a vision enables a group of people to organise for a common cause, a purpose, uh, uh, something that we get together on for future goals and, 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 and basically vision is a collective thing which possibility becomes reality. Possibility becomes reality. It's, it's more than unrealistic dreams or, or ideas or, or good ideas, you know, none of that. Um, we, vision unify, unifies people. You know, throughout the Bible you see that, you know, Nehemiah. That it unifies people in a common cause, a, a purpose. And, uh, and people link themselves into that and, and for something bigger than themselves, bigger than us. Vision excites and empowers people about perhaps taking some risks, maybe stepping out. You know, it leads people into uncharted waters, compelling them to take a chance that they might, might not otherwise do. Maybe there's uncertainty there, you know, and uh, <clears throat> there's no overwhelming fear of failure with a clear and compelling vision. And that's, that's where I wanted to really get to here this morning. You see, there's no such thing as failure until we give up. We never fail if we don't give up. And it doesn't matter if we try something that doesn't work. That's good. We've worked out another way that doesn't work. We're getting closer to the right way through. And, and, and I want Baylife Church, that's my heart's desire, you know, I've said this to the creative team and, and I've said it often over the years. I want a, an attitude of excellence. I want a spirit of excellence in this place. But we won't have excellence at the expense of not letting people come through the system. You know, for, for, our, for our singers and our musos, we've got great singers and musos. But you know what? It's intimidating sometimes for someone that comes into that, goes, oh, they've got it all handled. No, we haven't. It might look like we have, but we absolutely haven't. You know, and that's why it's so important we have this encouraging attitude, this, this, this thing is, come on, have a go. Yeah, you mightn't have it all together yet, but come on, have a go. For goodness sake, you know, you're doing it for God. You know, and, and I, I believe and I, I hope that we are raising up a, a generation of leaders that are on fire for God, that are passionate and compassionate about the things of God and about, our, about Him and about our community and about people and about what the church represents. You know, that's what vision does. It, it, it lights us up on the inside. It gets the, the fire going. It, it fans the flame, if you like, and, and gets us stepping up to the plate to go, you know what, God, I'm going to stand for this a little. You know, I'm not just going to step down anymore. I'm actually going to stand here. And yes, there'll be resistance. Yes, there'll be tough times. Of course, of course. You know, I, I always start our vision Sunday with our mission statement and you hear it regularly and I'm, I'm glad you do because that's really important to me that you hear our mission statement on a regular basis. 
because I, I just think it's the, the template we, everything else needs to come out of. You know, if it doesn't line up with the vision, we just don't, the mission, we don't do it. That's what it comes down to. And uh, our mission statement is basically this. Oh, I haven't got this PowerPoint started. Okay. Um, to reach and positively influence our community and world by building a significant church that loves God, loves people, and loves life. You see, that gives us all the direction we need. That, that's all we need, really. That's the template. In fact, I don't need to do a vision thing each year. Basically, if we just go back to that, go, well, let's do that again. You know, and really, that, that's what it comes down to. To reach our community and world, to show people around us, in our lives, in our community, to, to a hurting world, the love of God, the grace and the truth of Jesus Christ. That's what we're doing. That's what, what to reach our community is all about. To make a difference, a positive influence in people, in our community, in our world. You know, and, and that's why we take up offerings for the typhoon in the Philippines and the, the bushfire fund and, and, you know, and all the different things we take up over the years. You know, that, that's why we do it, because we're trying to positively influence, we're trying to help them, of course. We want to be a positive influence, say, we don't even know these people. Why... Why are they giving us money? Why are they supporting us? What, what's that all about? You know, and there's so many various programs and we, we support and we do, and, and I pray they're all positive influence. Building a significant church, a church that is significant. You know, how do we do that? A, a significant church does what Jesus says we should do. You know, it's not about size. You know, it's about influence. Um, and, and you see, Jesus says he'll build his church and nothing will come against that. You see, Jesus says that. So, so why? So we don't have to try and build the church. You see, we have to just build ourselves. We just have to build ourselves. We, have, we like that, that wonderful, wonderful hymn this morning. You know, it, it, it's so, you know, those, those words were so rich with, with, with significance and meaning for each one of us. And, and so we don't have to do what Jesus already told us he's going to do. We just need to keep him in the center of everything. Keep him first to be his hands and his feet in our community, in our world, in our situations. You know, to be in this world but not of this world. And it's so hard not to get caught up in the world stuff. Jesus does tell us very clearly what to do. And it's part of our mission statement. We're meant to love God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, with all our strength. You know, we're meant to love him that way. And then we're meant to love people out of the overflow of that. You know, to love one another, to love our neighbours ourselves. To love the people, of course, in our church. But if it just if it stops here, what's the point? Why doesn't God just take us to heaven right now? You know, it's for the people outside the walls of this church. We're meant to extend God's love to people beyond the perimeters of these walls. You know, I knew this morning you, you might be first time here, and or you might not be a Christian. You might not have got that far in your life. Well, I'm so pleased that you're here. And if you make a decision for Jesus, I'm going to be cheering with you. And there'll be a season where you need to get yourself right. But then it's about getting off your backside and getting out there and doing something good for the world to show Jesus' love in this world. You know, if it's just for us, I know God would take us to heaven right now we, if that's the way we thought. And, and, and here's the deal. If you're in this church, we won't let you rest there. We will prod you and poke you and you'll either go out of this church or, you, or, or you'll go, you'll sow into it one way or the other. To live a life that's full because of what Jesus has already done for us. 
I love that. We, we, we can enjoy life. We can have fun in life. You know, that we can, we can actually have a full life. But what Jesus has done for us as believers and his church, you know, there, there's so many wonderful, wonderful aspects of that mission statement. We, we don't really need to have a vision. And yet, I feel like God's given us a vision for this season. And uh, if you just go, there's a couple of aspects of, of that love God, love people, love life that we've outworked after these last few years. And, and there's going to be a bit of information here this morning. Pray not too much information. I hope there's inspiration and revelation. But uh, just go to the next screen. This is one way we, we represent the love God, love people, love life. It's a bridge from our community to our church, to, to Christ. And uh, there's different components of that, you know. And, uh, and, and the church is to make disciples. That's what it's all about. Just go to the next one. You know, there are values. And it's the same deal. They're all about loving God, love people, love life. You know, and they're different things. They're characteristics of what we think it is to be part of Bay Life Church, the, the different components, you know, to, to really um, grow in our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, not just to stagnant, not just to go, you know, stand still, but to grow, you know, learn to, to love God and love people, love life, invest, regularly part, be part of the body of Christ, you know, do life groups, be part of community groups, whatever that you need, serve and, and reach people, evangelize, you know, that, that's, that's what we, we, we're here for as far as I'm concerned. Let's have a look at this, this word thrive because for some of you, you'd be probably scratching your head thinking, wasn't thrive the vision for last year? Well, I'll tell you, it was actually the vision for the year before as well. Um, so if you've missed a year there, that's okay. But uh, uh, it is, it is the same word, but there's different characteristics of it we're focusing on each year. I felt like a few years ago when I was away fasting and praying, I felt like God really did sow this, this, this word into my spirit and, and said this, in your 10th year there's going to be this thriving going on. And, uh, and in our 10th year we were able to open this auditorium, which, which is fantastic. But let's have a look at this word before I get too far down that track. It means to grow or develop successfully. It means to flourish or succeed. To, I love this. To progress towards or realise a goal despite or because of circumstances. I love that aspect, despite or because of circumstances. And, and here's a, a verse that, that I think is quite appropriate, Jeremiah 17, 7 to 8, out of the New Living Translation. But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and their confidence. They are like trees planted along the riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they go right on pr producing delicious fruit. Don't you want to be that sort of Christian? Don't you want to be that sort of Christian? Even in the drought, even in the tough times, we still produce delicious fruit. Our, our leaves are green. Even in the tough times. I just think that's, that's an amazing version of, of this, this scripture. Not bothered by the circumstances of life. The heat, the drought, because. Why? Because we stay close to the source of our thriving, the source of our, our life, the river of life. And we, and we stay fresh and green because of that, full of life. And we produce fruit for others in our lives. You know, as, as part of the third year, that there's some specific things I want to show you, but I just want to go back and just show you what we've covered over the last couple of years. Really quickly, the first year in 2012, um, this, was our, this was our picture, if you remember, because uh, my wife made, me, made it clear 
I maybe haven't explained this very well. <laughs> I only had two weeks, two years practice at it. But uh, um, this was the, 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 the image we used for that year. And, and Thrive, we've got time. Really quickly, just go to the next screen and we'll, we'll have a look at, at some of the, the, um, the, be- the Bible's rendering of what the word Thrive is because it's very interesting. You know, and so there's some scriptures, all different versions of Bibles, and, and go to the next one, and the next one. Okay, so basically it comes back to those words up on the screen are the Bible, biblical rendering of what that word thrive means. So increase, show leadership, authority, prosper, do well, flourish, grow stronger. And in, our fir- in te- 2012, our 10th year, basically um, we increased significantly. There was this flourishing thing that happened that, that you know, it was crazy. You know, we, we came in the auditorium and, and we just had significant growth in that period. Now, you know, any quick growth burns off usually, you know, in terms of agriculture or, or, or horticulture. And, uh, um, and I don't think that actually happened. In our second year in 2013, um, again, it was about growth and increase. And uh, that was our, our, our image that we had. And, and if you can see up on that image, there's a few flowers but there's thousands and thousands of buds. And to me, that talks about potential. Potential of what we're doing as a church. You know, and our main theme that year was discipleship. You know, it was about growing stronger in discipleship. It was about leadership, discipleship. It was about prospering in discipleship. And, and to be truthful, in, in the natural, we're, we're doing, we've done really well because I expected to prune a lot that year. But there were some tough messages in that year. It was a tough season you know I was really tough with it and uh and and basically um I expected pruning to go on but you know what what it does once once you do that pruning it actually makes that plant healthier it makes it stronger it actually makes it more productive it actually makes it there's more potential because that we think sometimes a prune's a bad thing it's actually a really good thing you know And, and, and so not to be too hard in this but but I believe there's great benefits because of that, you know. And there's always this tension between evangelism and reaching out and discipleship and maturing in Christ. There's always this tension that goes on. There's this rubbing. And it's very difficult to keep both in in real strong focus. Um, But here's the deal for this year, for 2014. I, I believe this is going to be a year where there's going to be great multiplication, great fruit. And, and if we go to the next screen, and if you can see that the image there, which, which represents the banners, which represents what's on your, your vision folders. Um, and I thought it's just good to do it pictorially and, and so you can actually get a visual for this. I, I believe these are the sorts of words I believe for this year. Fruit, multiplication, harvest, reproduction, health, boldness, relationship, evangelism, expansion. You know, I, I just think there's going to be this, our, our, our foundation is so healthy, so good. There's great potential for this year. Now, does that happen without any input? Of course not. It's going to take a concerted effort to, to really focus on that. You know, there's a, a, a key verse, another verse I've got for you out of the book of John. And Jesus sets, says here in John uh, 4, 35, Do not say four months more and then harvest. I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. 
Open your eyes and look at the fields. Open your eyes and look around you, in your family, with your friends, in your work scenario, in your school scenario, in your uni scenario. Look, open your eyes. They are ripe for harvest. Church, this is the season. I'm telling you, not four months, not next year, this season. And if we can line up with what I feel like, God's been been laying on my heart for, for some time now, this third year, there'll be fruit, there'll be harvest. And uh, the, the, the fields are ripe for harvest right now. Not in four months, not next year, right now. You know, uh, there, there was, last year we talked about um, four invitations to Jesus. And the first one was come and see. You know, and it, it's based out of... Uh, um, John 1, uh, and basically that's the first step in discipleship. It's just like, come and see, come and check it out. Just, just you know, and Jesus says it and the disciples say it, come and see, come and see, just come and check it out. And that's the sort of church we need to be, a come and see church. Just just come along. If you don't like it, that's fine, but just come along. Just, just I'll pick you up, you know, come and see. Just come and see what we're doing here. Just come and see the youth. Just come and see mainly music. Just come and see our kids' ministry. Just come and see Voltage. Come and see our musos. Come, like, whatever it is, just come and see what God is doing. We need to be a come and see sort of church, you know. And, and of course, we won't let people stay there. If, if they come and see and they're ready, we move them forward, you know. Come follow me. That's, that's Jesus, not me, not you. Come follow Jesus. Jesus says that, yeah, come be with me, come be with me, come on, spend extended time with me, start to grow in me, you know, that's what the, the whole trail with the disciples, it was all about that. And then the fourth, remain in me and go make disciples. Okay, so remain in me, this is, this is the key that I want to get to this morning and then um, I want to outwork this just a little bit, you know, Matthew 28, 19, 20, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you to the very end of the age. And then John 15, you know, verses 1 to 7. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will leave him more fruitful. You're already clean because the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. You see, a lot of you here are, are mature Christians. You know, whether you've moved in the area or you've been around for a while or you got saved in this church over these last 12 years, um, a lot of you are mature Christians. And sometimes we don't remain with him. We stray. We do life. We get caught up in the things of the world. We do the stuff that, that gets before us and, 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 you know, that's okay. We're human. But you know what? Are we making a, a concerted effort to remain in Jesus? Do we go when God tells us to go? Do we reach out to those people in our world? But do we remain in Him? Is it out of that overflow we reach people? Do we love people that way? Or, or are we affected by the world? And do we, we pull back in a small shell scared and fearful and, and don't talk to anyone and don't, don't, don't invite anyone and, and don't do anything. You see, this scripture says very clearly, remain in me and I'll remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. See, we're the branches. 
If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, he can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he's like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown in the fire and burned. If you remain in me, my words remain in you. Ask whatever you wish and it will be given to you. It's a cliche, but as Christians, we're meant to thrive, not just survive. God made you and me to flourish in our life, to live a life that's full and abundant. And and I know for many of us, it seems like we live a shadow of that. We just get by. You know, we're meant to bear fruit, not be barren. You know, and and here's the thing. Here's the thing. That, that, That fruit that we all so desire in our life isn't because of us. It's our connection to the vine. We are the branch. We are the connection, the conduit, the the, the way the life gets from the vine to the fruit. And the fruit isn't for us, it's for others. And and we've got to be so uh, recognize that in our lives, that the we, it's not for us, it's for everyone else outside these walls. The fruit is for them. And, And we, as a conduit, as a branch, and it's meant to not get in the way of what God's love wants to, to reach this community. We, we have to be connected to the vine, though. We can't do that unconnected. We need to be intimately in relationship with the vine, with Jesus. You know, And, and within the design and the DNA of a, of a vine or a tree bearing fruit, God has written the secret to a thriving life, I believe. See, we're not the vine, we're not the fruit. Our life exists as the branch, the go-between. And when we operate in complete um, cooperation, submission to that, we don't make it about us, we make it about others, producing fruit for others. That's when we have the fullness of life that Jesus talks about. That's when we step into this freedom. That's when we start to operate in the grace that is there for each and every one of us. When we start to recognize what that is and stepping into that. Branches thrive when they stay deeply connected to the vine. And and the the proof is the fruit. The proof is the fruit. You know, and people who refuse to stay, remain in Christ and stay connected to the vine, they they go into survival mode. And and sadly, that's for Christians as well as non-Christians. But I guess the point is, Christians or not, to cut off your life from the true source, Jesus Christ, leaves us alone to make the best go of life that we can. Some do better than others in this. You know, some are more competent and, and some others aren't. But, but eventually, I'm telling you, leads to death. It really does. You wither through either a, a, a crisis or... And unfortunately, I see this as a pastor. I just see this isn't going to end well for you. I know you think you're doing the right thing and you think you've got it all worked out, but cut yourself off from that. I'm telling you, it's going to bring some negative circumstances. We need to be grafted into the true vine, Jesus Christ. Don't worry about the fruit. We don't have to produce fruit. But I tell you, a consequence of our relationship with Jesus will be fruit. There will be fruit for others. You know, we can have a vision for more fruit and, and more increase. And, and it won't happen because we're striving and pushing. It will happen because of our relationship with Jesus Christ. Okay. Spent not long enough on that. But, but I hope you, you caught that this morning. I hope you get... If you're a matured Christian, you've been around for a while, 
There's two components I reckon we need to step into, the going and the remaining in Jesus, in the vine. Go and remain in Jesus. Out of that, that place, that well, that, 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 that life, it's only we can do the best of the going. Okay. Yeah, so here's some specific thoughts for us at Bay Life this year. Changing tracks. Um, you know, we, we, we want to be starting a second service this year. I really think we need to. and uh, um, but, but here's the deal. We just haven't got enough musos and singers to pull it off. But that's the truth. You know, we've had a bit of a, a, a pullback in that area because we've had some great people move on. And, and uh, um, you know, and, and we did the survey last year and, and, and most people's preference was either Sunday night or Saturday night and probably more preferred Sunday night. I, I, you know, here's the truth. I just don't want to do a Sunday night service because that's what everyone else does. I'd really like to do something different, you know? And I know for many people, or some people I've mentioned, the, the Saturday night says, oh, Saturday night? No, you can't touch our Saturday night. And you go, hey, we could start at 5 o'clock and 6 o'clock. We can be over by 6 or 7, you know? Like, seriously, who goes out then anyway, you know? Or, well, maybe you do, but, but anyway. <laughs> um, but, you know, so... so, so we're just going to explore that a little bit this year. And, and so we've done the survey to see your preference, and it was, it was good feedback. Now, this year, we're actually going to go, come to you and say, okay, we need people to serve in this thing. You know, we need people to do jobs. We, we need, and my heart is, here's the thing. This will challenge a few of you as well. See, we'll have two services over the weekend. And my heart would be that you serve in one service and rest in the other. You know, that you, you do something in one service, and that you sit in the other service so you can get refreshed, you know? And you go, church, twice over the weekend, my goodness. Don't think of it like that. What are you sowing into? What's important to you? What, what are you making a priority in your life, you know? Uh, and, and the truth is, we won't start a new service successfully unless we've got momentum of numbers, you know? People are attracted when there's a crowd, and if we haven't got a crowd, if we've got three people here on a, on a Saturday or Sunday night, it's not that attractive, you know? It really isn't. And this is, this is so, give me, let me give you some perspective. We had a night service. We went for about 18 months. Uh, I didn't ask anyone really to commit to it. But the truth is, it never really reflected who we are. You see, our music and our singing is one of the strong points. Our worship services are our strong, one of our strong points as a church, I believe. And if we are doing this, this weak representation of that in another service, it doesn't represent who we are, and it's not that attractive. And, and so if we're going to do this, we're going to do this really well. And I'm going to ask for commitment from you for, for this to happen. If you've got the desire of your heart there to see us do, do even greater things, which I, I think next, this year is the time to do it, I'm going to ask for commitment in that. And, 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 and let's make it a real... Um, Let's build some momentum. Let's, let's make this attractive, you know, and, and, and it gives another time slot for people to come to our church and, and uh, it can bring really good results. Okay, potentially we're looking at, at either starting a um, satellite service or campus and, and even church planting. Now, I'm not saying necessarily plan ch church planting this year, but, uh, but there are some, some things that are lining up that maybe it, it can happen and, and we're just waiting for that door to open. You see... We're here to reach our community and world. 
and, and we can do a good job here at some of it for Port Stephens with the multitude of other good churches in this region. Um, but there's so much more need out there. There's so much more need. And, and I believe, this might feel, sound conceited, but I believe we've got something special to offer. I do. I, I believe we, that we can offer people something maybe not quite the same as what's already there. And, uh, um, you know, and I've had this, this thought about a network of campuses that, that, that we possibly could be the, the resource for, for, for that, for our region, and, and basically resource the different campuses around the place and, and, uh, and we'd be sending people and we'd be, we'd be raising up leaders to, to do that. And, and uh, um, but it all takes commitment. It all takes leadership. And, and I haven't got any precise things I can give you on that just yet, but I just know we're stepping into that season. If we're talking about multiplication this year, what a great way to do that, multiply. You know, and it's scary because I like a big crowd here on a Sunday morning. I don't really want to send you out to other places, but... But the truth is, that's what God calls us to do, to go. And uh, it doesn't mean you're, un- you're not connected to here. In fact, there, there could be a whole different level of connection. So, so consider what that looks like for you and God. Missions. You know, this year in missions, we're, uh, uh, we're sending a team to the Philippines again and, and the youth conference. And, and we're within a couple of hours travel to where the typhoon hit this year. And so we're, we're expecting to bring hope and encouragement to that. We're actually flying into where the typhoon hit so much strongest in Tackleoven and, uh, and, and, and the, the conference where we do the conference, there's a children's home there and it's overflowing at the moment with kids who have lost their parents uh, through the, the typhoon. We, we, we forget about it, don't we? You see it on the news for five minutes, you go, oh, that's terrible, let's take up the offering. Okay, let's get on with life. And, uh, uh, but their life has changed dramatically. They haven't built houses, they haven't got to that yet, they're still clearing the rubble. They haven't connected back families together so much even. And uh, so we're looking forward to doing some good stuff there. You know, Bogabilla up on the Queensland border up there, you know, um, Indigenous church up there, or a church that reaches Indigenous people up there and, and, uh, um, and, and doing a great job in their community. We're, we're looking how to lock into that up there and sending a trip. We've got no dates locked in just yet. We're still developing where that's going. Um, but I've asked Willie Jimmis, who's the National Indigenous Leader, in our movement to come and preach in our church. He agreed, so he's coming this year to preach, to give us more of an awareness, but to give our community awareness that we're aware of that out there as well. You see, um, we, it, it stunned me when I saw how many people were interested in Indigenous people groups and either had connections, whether it's family or friends or, or whatever it is, or, or interest. It's stunning. We, we're, we're so well positioned for that. And I didn't even realise that to be truthful. We're just going to follow God in that. Though. We support Steve Blake, Liberty for Nations, Kent Hodge um, in Nigeria, with Toto Children's Home in Uganda, um, and we're looking how to develop other key leaders, the partnerships, you know, such as in Turkey. Um, there's a great thing happening in Turkey in this next couple of years, particularly aiming for 2015. Um, you know, we have support for the Yakabar Centre and Gangan Family Centre through our, our different ministries and uh, um, strength and shine in the local high school. I mean, I could go on and on and on with the multitude of things we do. Um, if, if, you know, you, you can see some of the flow chart there. Now, that's not everyone's names, by the way. That's just the ones I could fit on that stupid thing. So, and every time you put a name in it, it changes where the box is and then changes the little the connector thing. So, so it became a, a pain. But uh, there's some of our life groups and, and the different things and the way it's mapped out this year. Uh, for Cray this year, we've had our 
Kevin and Nalia Durant moved on to Canberra. They had got to move down there and they were leading our creative ministry. So this year we've got Matt and Josh and Jenny and Alex Lane doing it as a team. I'm overseeing it and and uh, so from now on I'm going to sing every Sunday. So no, no, I won't. I won't. <laughs> I, won't. I promise I won't. Um, I won't scare everyone off. Uh, no, no, I won't. I promise I won't. Um, so uh, but that's going to be fun. Um, our champion kids leaders, Greg and Ashley Goy, you guys are here, just come up here for a minute. These guys have done an amazing job for three years, more, less, I don't know, three years I think, um, and, and they've decided that it's time to step down for them, you know, like, well, anyway, the brain surgery, the heart surgery, um, None of that stopped them doing it, by the way, you know. Uh, all, all, <laughs> so like, there's nothing going wrong now, so it's like, oh, we'll step down now. So, uh, uh, <laughs> no, no, that's not true, that's not true. Um, but we, we, we want to say thank you. We've got a, a, just a small gift for you today, and, and, uh, and uh, <laughs> These guys have done an amazing job with kids' ministry. And, yeah, put your hands together for them one more time. Um, I've asked Chris to step up into youth. Uh, he oversees youth, so he's going to do kids and youth now as a natural extension of that. Youth going from strength to strength. Uh, Voltage is reformed this year. Mainly music's powering on. The crèche team are doing great. Um, Lynn Osel oversees the, one of the ladies' groups and, and has a wonderful team that produces meals that we give away to people, that bless people. Stunning. Um, there's lots of opportunities to serve and, and, and lead in, in our church. Um, Ray Tolcher is stepping into a business management role this year, and it's fantastic, can I tell you. Uh, so helpful for me. Um, it releases me, and it is such a, a great blessing because I've carried that for a long time. Um, Ray and Sharon are also volunteering a day a week for people care, some, some counsel, and, uh, and they're, they're qualified and amazing at this and uh, to help unlock people. So uh, that's been a great thing for us. Um, quickly, uh, Ken is volunteering a couple of days a week in the office and around the property um, and is doing a great job. Uh, Peter Margan's mowing the lawns every week or whatever it needs and, and uh, doing a great job. Eric is doing such a great job fixing up things around the place because we, we thought we'd finished everything. So you look back and go, oh, no, we actually haven't really finished that. Or, well, that's not fixed it. Or, or now that's broken because of young someone. And, uh, and uh, anyway, so, so um, Donna Murillo is still doing our data entry into our books, and she's done that for, for I don't know how many years now, five or six years, and doing a great job. And there's so many people volunteering. I can't name you all because there's just too many of you. But if you're not, feel bad, because you should be. I sort of don't really mean that, but I sort of do. <laughs> um, find your fit. Find your fit. Okay, quickly, quickly, quickly. Next state of our stage of our property and building development. Our eyes have been, and energy has been so on getting this three acres tied away next door. It looks like the last bit of that puzzle fell into place last week, so we should settle this week from all the way it's worked. You know, it has been a learning curve, I can tell you. But um, anyway, 
Um, our previous plans to do a cafe and a uh, kitchen re- were really based on our old property, a template of old property. When we realised we are getting another three, able to get these other three acres, it's actually widened our horizons. I haven't got a, 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 a diagram of this for you today, but we're thinking of building another building about the same footprint as, as this current building and running it down along that boundary over there at the moment um, and doing a cafe, kitchen, toilet block, kids area, climbing gym area um, uh, that we could actually use as a com- in a commercial sense um, and, and, and building a foyer that runs diagonally across there in glass that actually be a beautiful uh, representation of our church rather than, than what we currently have. Now, what we're thinking is that connects to a car park which will be across that way and up there and the current car park there and, and actually will be a nice um, way to enter in, a, a nice open area where, where we can ha- greet people and, and have um, all sorts of meetings if you want to and all that sort of thing. Um, you know, we'll probably have a mezzanine in it that we'll, for offices and, uh, and I just think it would be brilliant. We've got the, 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 the template of that. We haven't actually done complete planning on that yet, but th- that's what we're thinking and it, it just makes sense to me. We'd love to move our offices from the cottage up to the house and uh, just depending on a few circumstances there, but, but it would help us and renovate the cottage down there, put it as a... Re- um, for rent or for as a caretaker. And the shed out the front is gone. If you haven't realised, it's gone, it's gone. And uh, so it's opened up our property and made on view the beautiful little cottage down there, the, the ugly as, my goodness, <laughs> so ugly. So we're looking to clad that. We'd like to cement render the house so it actually ties in with the look of this place. It looks like a campus rather than just an outbuilding, you know, and, uh, um, and it'd be just a great space, an open plan space for volunteers, for meetings, for youth, for kids all sorts of stuff for private counselling, all those sorts of things. We're still not giving up on the preschool idea. There's a guy that we're talking to or had interim discussions with anyway who currently owns seven preschools. His goal is to have 100 in, in Australia. He's a Christian in an ACC church and there's a great opportunity there. It's just not the right timing just at the moment. Um, now, I don't know when that will happen. I don't know how any of that will happen. Um, but all I know in the spirit is God's preparing us for it. That's all I know. And so we've got to prepare for when the right season comes, when the right time, when that opportunity comes. And, and for some of you here this morning, um, you might be excited by that. You might be bewildered by that. You go, why would you build all these buildings? Why would you do that? Why would you spend that money? Get over yourself. We're doing it for our community. It's not for us. You see... I don't give money to the church for me to pay my wage. What, what's the point in that? I give money to this church, whether it's a building offering or my tithes and offerings or whatever it is, so we reach and have a more significance in this community and more influence in this community. You know, we have currently got 60 or 70 families that come here every week. They call Baylife their, their church. Most of them don't come on Sunday morning, by the way called main music. And I'm telling you, there's pastoring going on there, there's caring for people there, there's meeting needs there, there's loving people, there, there, there's, it's just loving on people. And they go, just being the branch. And they go, what's this all about? Why are you giving me this? Why, why are you giving me these meals? Why, why are you caring for me? What, what, what's in it for you? Well, there's nothing in it for us. But by the if I get an opportunity to speak Jesus into that, I will. 
I'm telling you, that's what it's all about. To be a church that clearly loves God, that clearly loves people and enjoys our life on the way through. Gets excited about that. That lives our life to the full. Not a fearful, small-minded life, but a full life. Beyond the borders that we can currently see. And you know, vision can be scary and sometimes it can be exciting. And sometimes we can get burnt out on the way through. I I know that to be the case. And I can't tell you when this is all going to happen. I just know it's happening right now in our midst. And, and it's beyond our current circumstances, beyond our current resources. But I'm telling you, God's at work in this place. And it's your choice whether you choose to be a part of it or not. I can't make you, or nor would I want to. You've got to seek God for yourself. Where do you fit? You know, there's, there's an opportunity to do uh, a course we call Thrive that will examine your spiritual giftings. It's going to start in the next couple of weeks. It'll be Wednesday night for four weeks. And maybe if you don't know where you fit now, if you haven't done a spiritual gifts test or you haven't done one for ages, this might be an opportunity to find out where you fit in the body of Christ. Because I'm going to be talking to each one of those people that comes to that and actually help them work out where they actually fit. Okay, taking long enough. Let's pray. Can we stand to our feet as the band comes this morning? Let's stand to our feet. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this year, this 20, year of 2014, God. We thank you for that, that vision for Thrive, God. Father, we thank you for the mission that you have given us as far as I'm concerned, God, to, to reach and positively influence our community and world by building a significant church that loves God, loves people and loves life. God, I pray that is the imprint of our church, the DNA of our church. That's what we, we run with. That's who we are. And, and that's what people see. People who love God that love people, whether they're, they're, they know them or not, and they enjoy their life doing it, that live a life beyond their current circumstance, beyond their current resources, a life that is lived to the full, an abundant life, God. Father, I declare that on this church, on Bay Life Church, particularly this year, God, we, we declare a multiplication, a reproduction, an increase, God, for this year, Lord. You know, we're, we're, there's, we're, we're living beyond our circumstances, God. We're living beyond that which is the natural, God. We're, we're living in that supernatural realm, God, where you want us to live, God, in faith, risking a few things from here to there, God. And, and Lord, I pray for your enabling, your equipping, your empowering, your encouragement this year, God, as a church, to do what you have called us to do, Lord, to go beyond what we've gone before, God, to go beyond the, the borders that we've gone before, to go beyond ourselves, Lord, go beyond ourselves, to go step into territory that we've never been before, God. Father, we, we, we thank you so much that we can stay connected to the vine. We can stay connected in, to you in relationship, God. It's a choice. Really, it comes down to a choice whether we do that or not. And God, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, through your Holy Spirit, you are drawing people to you, Lord. Drawing people to you, Lord. Not to us, not to, to the show we put on, but to you, God, to the heart of you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Let us be obedient. Let's be obedient, God. Let, let's listen with, with the small, still voice. But Father, fire us up on the inside. Get those flames burning in us, God, our spirit alight. Lift our level of passion. Lift our level of enthusiasm. Lift our level of, of vision. 
God, take us beyond what we've been, where we've been before, God. Enlarge the, the borders of this place, God. The, the tent curtains of this place, God. Stretch us wide, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Come on. I've gone way over time and I apologize once again, but uh, we're going to do a song. If you need to go, don't feel awkward about that. You're very welcome to go. We're going to do a song. We've got coffee and tea at the back. Have a great day. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the message today brought to you by Baylife Church. We hope the message leaves you feeling challenged and inspired to live out your Christian walk. Please tune in again for next week's message.